0: This is Dave, and I'm here with Ethan, and together we are Dave and Ethan's 2000-Inch Weird Al Podcast, episode 136-inch.
1: On this week's episode, longtime Weird Al drummer and historian John Bermuda Schwartz breaks his silence about the unfortunate return of the ridiculously self-indulgent, ill-advised vanity tour. It's
2: Dave and Ethan's 2000-Inch Weird Al it's a podcast about Weird Al. Steve and Ethan's inch Weird Al podcast. Seriously, the whole podcast is about Weird Al. Steve and Weird Al you don't have to listen, but we're glad you are. Steve and Ethan's inch
0: Weird Al podcast. Well, 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 Ethan, a lot has happened since last week.
1: Well, I'll say, I can't believe the the sports team did the uh, the thing. Oh, who am I kidding, Dave? I can't even joke at a time like this. Weird Al is going on tour!
0: Yay! 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 That is right. Weird Al shared the news shortly after midnight burrito-burrito time last Friday, December 3rd, that he and the band will be resuming touring next year, starting in April and running through the end of October and finishing up the tour at the esteemed Carnegie Hall in New York City. Oh, yeah. And
1: you just cannot believe how excited Dave, you and I are. There has so far been 127 announced performances for the unfortunate return of the ridiculously self-indulgent ill-advised vanity tour across North America in 2022. And Dave, I just want to go to all of them. (laughs)
0: <laughs> i would have done all of them too you do not know how tempting it is to quit my job ignore all my responsibilities and devote my life to following the band around for like six or seven months
1: that would be pretty stinking majestic and you know i would say the fact that the tour announcement launched with 127 tour dates and we had our future interview with weird l first premiere on episode 127 inch well
0: i don't think that's a coincidence dave No, definitely not a coincidence. We know why you did that, Al. It's because 127 is 1,832 less than your birth year. You can't fool us. Ha!
1: So if you're familiar with how the 2018 Ridiculously Self-Indulgent Ill-Advised Vanity Tour worked, this tour will be very similar. Al and the band are once again touring without the costumes, the video screens, and they are focusing on the non-parody songs and
0: deep cuts. And comedian Emo Phillips will be once again joining the tour as the opening act, and he is hilarious. And there will also once again be VIP packages that will include pre-show, Weird Al Jeopardy, and a whole bunch of other really cool stuff.
1: So tickets are scheduled to go on sale to the general public this coming Friday, December 10th, but there may be some pre-sales, so check with your local venue.
0: Ethan and I, we hope to hit as many shows as possible and see as many of our friends and listeners as possible. And we're still figuring out which shows we will be at. In fact, we were up together way past our bedtimes the other day, scheming and mapping scenarios out. It was wild.
1: Oh, yeah. We were on the phone together for over four hours, and yet we still don't have a finalized list of all the shows we want to go to.
0: Well, once we do know which shows we are going to, and once the tour gets a little bit closer, we will be sure to share all that with you. And, of course, we'll also share our tour-related plans for the podcast once it's appropriate to do that as well.
1: Well, we here at Dave and Ethan's 2000-inch Weird Al podcast would have just loved to talk all about the tour with Weird Al himself and get
0: the first exclusive interview with him since the news dropped, but... Yeah, you know, our intern Frank, he reached out to Weird Al and he tried to set something up, but then he told us that somebody had already beat us and interviewed Weird Al about
1: the tour already. It was such a bummer. You know, Dave, we're really hoping to be the first ones, but...
0: (sighs) Well, do you have any idea who got that exclusive scoop?
1: Well, I'm not completely sure, but I did ask our intern, Frank, to track down a copy of that interview, and he did track it down, so maybe we can just take a listen to it right
2: now. Sure. Frank, go ahead and play that interview. Mike Minnick here once again with a very special guest. No. Is it Bob or Joe or Walter? No. Could it be Bill or Jim or Ed or Bernie or Steve? Alright, I'll give you one last guess. Hey! It's me! We're at Al. Al, thanks for joining us again. Oh, time you call, you me up the wall. Now, you recently announced a new tour. The unfortunate return of the ridiculously self-indulgent ill-advised vanity tour. Tell everyone, you know tell everybody now. May I ask why you went back to this format again? <laughs> No, no, it's, it's not that. I didn't mean to offend you. Again, Al, I'm sorry. No, Aw, oh, thanks. Now, this is a pretty large tour. And I'm doing shows every day. You're doing 133 shows this time around. Well, don't worry. I'm sure every show is going to be a sellout. You do have quite a dedicated fan base. Oh, the men all faint, and the women scream. Yeah, they can certainly get pretty loud. What a racket making, Jack. I'm just looking at the schedule here and there's actually quite a few shows I'm interested in going to. Your future. I see you're once again bringing Emo Phillips along on this tour. Tell me, what's your favorite thing about Emo? The way he grinds his motors is really sexy. I heard a rumor that he's not actually being paid for this tour. He in addition to his absurd comedy, Emo definitely has quite a look to him. Well, miss, and, and of course you still have your top-notch band of nearly 40 years with you every night. We've been together for so very long. I'd imagine that between your band, crew, and Emo, things on the bus can get pretty cramped. Storage space must be at a premium. Is there a limit on what you can bring? On your last go round, one of the fans' favorite parts of the show was the different cover songs that you did every night. Can we expect 133 different covers on this tour? Don't spoil the big surprise. Now, is there any city that you're excited to visit again? Do that. Good old now let's talk about your time on tour. You've been doing this for nearly 40 years now. Sometimes I can't believe this is all really happening. Do you still get a thrill when you go on stage? There's no feeling, in- now, I imagine with all that traveling, you have a lot of downtime. Do you spend a lot of time watching TV on the bus? That's not even anything good on TV. Well, then you must listen to a lot of podcasts. Do you have a favorite? I guess while listening, you just spend time staring out the window. Just as the miles go by. What about movies? Do you have any favorite movies to watch? Twister. Now, between shows, do you get to take in any of the local attractions? You've done a lot of things in your career. Records, movies, TV shows. Is there anything else that you want to do? I want to shine some panties. I want to mend some leather. Now, I know you don't like it when fans pitch parodies. Go Puket, <laughs> well, you are the king of parody. Now, along with your curly hair, Hawaiian shirts, your look is really rounded out by your large collection of Vans. I got a million when not on tour, where do you spend your time? In my own private uh, I'm sorry, Al. I, I see you keep looking at your watch. Do you have somewhere else you need to be? Mr. Wizard is on at five. Okay, we can wrap this up. Can I just ask one final question? Maybe I don't mind. When the tour is over, what is the first thing you're going to do? Take my to the beach. On that note, I'd like to thank my guests. Yeah, I get that a lot. Have a good night.
0: Congratulations to Mike Minnick of Adrian and Mike's Living in Weird Al's Fridge podcast for getting the first interview with Weird Al regarding the unfortunate return of the ridiculously self-indulgent ill-advised vanity tour.
1: Congratulations, Mike. What an awesome interview. Well, the tour announcement is obviously the big news of the week. But let's see if there's anything else going on in this week in Weird Al-related news! This past Friday, December 3rd, Weird Al announced the upcoming unfortunate return of the ridiculously self-indulgent ill-advised vanity tour. Wait, we already did this news, didn't we?
0: Yeah, we did. But did you see that Weird Al retweeted an article by Rolling Stone shortly after the news dropped? Oh, I did, Dave. I read that article. And let me tell
1: you, that article annoyed the crap out
0: of me. They got so many things wrong. (laughs) They sure did. First of all, they even had the wrong start date for the tour. They
1: said in one part that the Vanity Tour was in 2017, which it was not.
0: Oh, there were just a ton, a ton of grammatical and punctuation word crimes that just made us want to vomit. And they even called one of Weird Al's songs,
1: by the name Dog Seat Dog, and Dave, I've never
0: heard Dog Seat Dog before. <laughs> That's ridiculous. Well, we here at David Ethan's Two Thousand Weird Al Podcast strive to be as accurate as possible when reporting breaking news. And speaking of breaking news, we do have some more late breaking news to share. We here at Dave and Ethan's 2000's Weird Al podcast have just learned that Weird Al will be performing the entirety of the unfortunate return of the ridiculously self-indulgent, ill-advised vanity tour with a pineapple on his head.
1: Wait, did our intern
0: Frank fact-check that? I think he got it from our sources at Rolling Stone. Ah, gotcha. Please give my best to lovely guy Ethan. Well, is there anything else we need to share this week before the interview? Actually, there's some very exciting Grammy Award-winning Jim Kimo West-related news. Grammy Award-winning Jim Kimo West Jim Kimo West's annual holiday show is coming up this Saturday, December 11th.
1: Kimo will be performing selections from his two acclaimed holiday slack key albums, and he will be accompanied by Hula
0: and special guests. The show starts at 7.30 p.m. Hollywood Start Time and takes place at Alva's Showroom in San Pedro, California. For tickets
1: and other information, please visit showroom.com and I went to Chemo's holiday show a couple years ago, and it was pretty stinking majestic, so if you're in the area, you don't want to miss it.
0: Grammy Award winning Jim Chemo West also announced a whole bunch of tour dates in 2022, starting with the Southern California Slack Key Festival on January 16th, and then the International Guitar Night Tour starting on January 18th and running through March 6th. And of course, the massive 2022 Weird Al North American tour.
1: Chemo recently released a brand new single with Joss Jaffe called Open Ocean. And you can listen to that now on Spotify, Apple Music, or pretty much wherever you listen to music.
0: And in his latest newsletter, Kimo teased that he's been working on a new solo project and a Hawaiian record, and he will have even more big news this coming week, something that he's been wanting to share with us for a while. So stay tuned and subscribe to his newsletter over at jimkimowest.com if you have not already.
1: And this week's episode is brought to you in part by Vegan Burrito Restaurant Burrito Burrito in Troy, New York, home of the two-pound double-wrapped-in-a-quesadilla Burrito Burrito and Wizard Burger in Albany, New York. Come on down to Burrito Burrito and Burrito Burrito, your Burrito Burrito, or hop on over to Wizard Burger for mouth-watering, loaded, dare I say beefy, vegan burgers. From Troy to Albany to Uranus, Burrito Burrito and Wizard Burger feed the hungry with out-of-this-world, plant-based, real-food Always vegan style. Visit burritosquare.com and WizardBurger.com to
0: order ahead. Well, I am so excited for the unfortunate return of the ridiculously self-indulgent ill-advised vanity tour, and I would love to talk to our next guest about it.
1: Right on the heels of the announcement of the unfortunate return of the ridiculously self indulgent, ill advised vanity tour, Dave and I are extremely thrilled to welcome, to talk all about it, everything he's allowed to say. Please welcome John Bermuda Schwartz. How's it going, Bermuda? Ooh hey there guys how are you doing everything's good here yes some exciting news in the past couple days huh
3: uh yeah i it turns out there's a tour in 2022
1: how cool
3: actually it's considering we we uh, haven't worked in a while this is this is more like the fortunate tour Uh, uh, yes the, the fortunate what took us so long tour
0: and uh (laughs) but it'll
3: be nice to get back out there
0: hopefully everybody who's listening already knows about this tour but what can you tell us just just a quick overview of what this tour is going to be like well this is the uh the uh
3: unplugged tour as it's been called the no frills tour as we used to refer to it as and uh we'll we'll be doing uh uh a bunch of uh the original songs and uh you know we're we're uh taking a a bunch of songs out of the rotation from uh, the 2018 tour and putting a few new ones in. Uh, I can't tell you what they are, um, but, but you know, we'll, we'll all see a list soon. And, uh, you know, we're, we're going to do uh, the Encore uh, cover song every night of the tour. You know, we're not doing, wow. there's 133, day, well, yeah, don't, no, don't get excited. There's 133 <laughs> dates. Under, there are not going to be 133 new cover songs. Okay. Uh, I mean, you know, on, that, on that last tour, we did 77 different songs. You know, we worked them up and rehearsed them to play them one time each. That was a lot of work. And uh, Al decided not to abuse us so much this time, so <laughs> we'll be doing a cover song every night, and and a lot of them are from uh, the last no frills tour. Okay. Uh, there'll be some repeats within the tour, so some songs are going to be heard two or three times, um, and we're throwing in some new ones as well. So you know that's that's nice. kind of what's new. So a little bit of the old and a little bit of the new, and that's that's the basic premise. No no costumes, no uh, no server. You know, video server, so no screen, right, no right. extra help with background vocals and percussion. and all. You know, we're just going to play the way the five of us play. And Al's going to be on his uh, his uh, Roland MIDI accordion, and he's going to be playing, filling in a lot of the parts. So he's going cool. to have to kind of re-rehearse and relearn a lot of the songs that he wrote. And, but, you know, hadn't really, <laughs> hadn't really played, or, you know, in in the case of these this tour, hadn't done them like in four years. right. So we're going to have a little bit of rehearsal to
1: freshen up and
3: dust off the cobwebs, and uh, you know I, I think we're going to sound great.
1: Now, have you guys started rehearsing yet, or is that something coming up early next year? That that'll come up in the new year.
3: And now for the 2018 tour, we did actually start rehearsing in 2017. Well, that tour started in February, uh, but we rehearsed well in advance because uh, we really we really had to like learn songs almost from scratch. Mm. You, you know, things that we had never played live before uh, you know, we, we played them maybe not even as a band, but we, last time we would have played them was in the studio. So some of those songs were, you know, 25, 30, 35 years old by the time we tried to play them again. And, uh, so we had a little bit more work to do, but now that we've done, uh, you know, a lot of the songs on this tour, now that we've played a lot of them, although, you know, four years ago, uh, you know, it takes a little less time to go through them and and kind of freshen up and there'll be some new ones to learn. And, uh, you know we're so we'll we'll rehearse a little closer to the tour, and uh, which which is fine. You know with the holidays and all that, we all have other stuff we're doing. You know towards the mm. end of the year, so uh, 2022 will be a busy year you know, right from the beginning.
0: Yeah. So is it mostly going to be the same songs that were on the 2018 version of this tour? Or will uh, there be maybe a 50-50 mix? what kind of breakdown is it as far as the songs that are going to be performed this time?
3: Well, there there will be a lot of the same songs and there will be new songs. I, I wouldn't call it quite 50-50. Uh, you know, we, we don't have that many originals. Uh, but <laughs> but uh, there'll, there'll be some new stuff and there'll be, you know, some of the stuff that everyone's familiar with and, uh, you know, it'll be, it, it will resemble the 28 tour, 2018 tour a bit, mm-hmm. which is why they've, they've used, you know, the, a relatively similar name and a relatively similar design on the posters. And, uh, you know, no, nobody's working too hard on this tour. We're, we're just going to rehash all of the old stuff add a few new things. I think more for us than for the fans. Yeah. You know, just cause we get And, uh, no, it's, it's of course it's all for the fans. Uh, no, but it's it's uh, it's going to be very much like the 2018
0: tour, you know, with uh, you know just a couple of little changes here and there. Do you consider this then a continuation of the 2018 tour, or is it a brand new tour? Well, it's it's technically
3: a brand new tour, uh, based loosely, largely on the 2018 tour. The it's the fortunate return of. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I already said. I already said that. Uh, <laughs> No, it's, it's. Uh, I don't know, I mean, it's not really a continuation because, you know, we had COVID and we had the Strings Attached to her in between, so it doesn't really, you know, I guess we could say we sort of picked up, you know, we're picking up where we left off hmm, okay. tour, the the fortunate pick up hmm. where you left off tour. <laughs>
1: <laughs> the the title just keeps getting longer and longer. <laughs> now, Bermuda, yeah. I, I believe we've talked about this in the past, but there was a... Uh, a song tracker for the 2018 tour. It was headed up by this fan, Brad Hebert. And you know, there's a number of things, including tracking the songs. They also tracked the songs that were not played. And I see uh, a list of 32 originals that were not played on that original tour. Do you have any idea? Do you think we're going to get all of them, a couple of them, half of them? What would be your guess there?
3: Uh, wow. That must've been on, on one of the tabs that I didn't see on the tracker. Um, there will be a percentage of those that will get ah, played.
1: okay. <laughs>
3: <laughs> and and I'm guessing how many songs are on there? 32? Thirty-two. Thirty-two. Uh, then I would say it will be a ten percent or more. Uh, okay. <laughs> number of uh, of songs. Okay, okay. nice. Nice. Uh, yes. You know, while we are also taking out some songs that we played on that tour, so it's going to be it's going to be switched up. Uh, hopefully, we didn't take out
0: anyone's favorite song. So is there um, a number of songs? Like, is there 32 again this time? Can you give us a little insight on how many different songs there are on this tour?
3: I, I, I don't know. I, I haven't counted them. I, I don't know. No, I actually, I really don't know. That's not a funny answer. <laughs> 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 I, uh, I, I haven't counted them. Uh, it will, I, I can tell you this, that that, and this must have really driven Al nuts, because he's already got all of the set lists done all the way through next October 29th, and they wow. are 133 completely discrete set lists. Wow! So I don't know how he how he does that if he graphs it out to make sure there's that none of the shows are duplicated. I mean, some shows obviously you know one show will be you know suitably close to another show or a couple of shows, but every show is an absolutely unique show. in terms of both the cover song we do and uh in terms of uh the the set list that night so every night you know that's that's a
1: lot of work right there Mm -hmm. i'm glad
3: I'm glad I didn't have to do that.
1: (laughs) Now, Bermuda, I wanted to ask you, I know the number 133 is, is being mentioned a lot, at least as of our recording of this interview. And as of Friday, December 3rd, there was only 127 dates actually listed on Weird Al's website. So are there just, I guess, six more that are to be announced? I hope so. Otherwise we're all going to look really stupid, (laughs) Uh, which is, which may be
3: good. I don't know. Uh, I I suspect there are some cases where, if if a, a show is uh, sells out and the next night is available, you know they've sort of figured this out in advance. You know where we could book another night where they will add another night. Okay. Uh, and that would be like to be announced. I I don't you know honestly I haven't looked at what's on there, uh, so I I don't know what nights those would be. I mean I know there are uh, several opportunities where we're doing two nights in a row. Right. So hmm. in, in some of those cases, they have probably announced the first night and, and are holding the second night. If they need to add that, it's there. Okay. Uh, you know, I, there are times where uh, shows will be, you know, in, in pretty close proximity, like maybe within an hour of each other. And in deference to one venue or one market, the other show is not announced until, you know, that mar- either the show is done. That makes sense. In that market, and then one will be announced, you know, a few months later or uh, until the one show sells out and then they can announce the second one. So they try and keep them not getting in each other's way. Uh, so I know there's at least one of those. Okay. And I, I can't tell you can't tell you what it is. Uh, right. But uh, mm. there, there is one of
0: those. So now on the 2018 version, the Ridiculously Self-Indulgent Ill-Advised Vanity Tour, there was also an unplugged medley of some parody songs – is the unplugged medley coming back? And if so, is it the same parody songs, or will that be mixed up as well?
3: Oh boy! You know we've done a lot of medleys already. You know polka medleys and food medleys and uh, the acoustic medley and all that stuff. I I don't know. And you know enough with medleys already. Who needs medleys? <laughs> right. It's it's like it's it's as if we have so many songs that we can't play them all, and we just take little tidbits and sort of string them together. Right. <laughs> in in some sort of a of a Mashup continuum, sort of an affair, in order to satisfy. I don't know. Uh, I I don't know. You know. I guess. I guess we'll find out after the first uh, hundred or so shows if there's <laughs> any metalers in there. You know, <laughs> or, worse comes to worse. At the end of the tour, you check the tracker and see what happened, and uh, and then we'll know. Hmm. Okay. <laughs> so,
1: in in a word, I don't know. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Now we have heard that Emo Phillips will be returning to the tour. How exciting is that? It's very exciting. No, that's it's very very cool.
3: What's cool about e- this is going to be a really. First off, this is going to be a really uh, a trying tour. Not, you know, we're not we're not twenty five years old anymore. Uh, you know, this is this is our longest tour without a break. I mean, ever. Wow! In all these years. Wow! Mm-hmm. Great, greatest. We're now most of us are on Medicare to put us through this. I mean, we're doing <laughs> we're we're doing 133 playing dates, like in or is it 100? Yeah, 100 in in literally you know 27 weeks. Wow! Oh! Wow! 27. <laughs> Look at that! Dun 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 dun. I don't, I don't, uh, I wonder if that was planned. It is literally six months and one week. So, six months is 26 weeks, one week, 20. It's wow. 27 weeks. And, wow. and uh, now, this is not the most shows we've played in a year. We, we, there was one tour that was longer. In 2000, uh, we did like 142 dates or something like that, but it was spread out over like eight or nine or 10 months. You know, this is 133 dates, but it's six months and a week non-stop it is it is non-stop and you know we get a couple of we get you know two days off in a row a couple of times throughout the tour but that's about it you know we're we're working five six days a week pretty much and it's uh it's gonna be a tough tour uh now emo i don't know if he's planned out what he's doing for the next 133 dates you know like al has but Emo, emo like doesn't like to repeat too much of his material and especially in the same market. So let's say, you know, we're, if we're playing around L.A., you know, two or three or four times or something, you know, he doesn't want to do the same routine. Uh, you know, he, he works very hard to make sure he's got different uh, material, you know. And some things, you know, resurface. I mean, you know, there's, you know, the the existential French seagull. <laughs> Pourquoi? <laughs> Pourquoi? Pourquoi? <laughs>
1: Those are mainstays. We, My, we can't lose that one. Yeah, that's, you can't, you can't not, do that that's like <laughs>
3: al can't not do albuquerque right, right. so so uh, he's going to have a lot he's, he's going to be very busy and he would sit up on the bus every night he's a very much of a night person and he would be up till four in the morning five in the morning mostly writing he would write material you know and refine material if he if he did something he tried something on an audience that night you know for the first time and it didn't quite work out he would refine it or can it Mm. So he's not he's not just he's expanding his pool of jokes uh, and stories, you know, unlike us, where we just have a finite pool of stuff and we just mix it up. You know, he is creating <laughs> on a regular basis. So so these th- this six months and a week uh, <laughs> is going to be is going to be really uh, the fortunate tour. Yes, it's going to be really uh, that's going to be tough on him. He's going to have to be extra creative. But yes, he's he's in it for the long haul. If, if we don't kill him first and, uh, <laughs> and, uh, you know, he's, and I think he's excited to, to be coming out and doing this again. And, and he's a perfect match for Al's audience. Oh also. my God. Totally. I don't think, I don't oh, think yeah, yeah. yeah, I don't think anyone's ever said, you know, what is that emo guy doing up there? <laughs> you know, emo Phil Phillips. Yeah, Phillips. That's probably not even his real name.
1: Phillips. <laughs> Stupid. Anyway, I would just say, at the very least, everyone in the audience knows him from his bit in UHF. But I would say there's a, a large portion of the audience who knows him for his comedy too. So it's it's really such a great pairing. Yeah.
3: No. It was it was it was smart to put him together with Al and uh, and smart to bring him back. So in that respect, you know, I, I understand why this appears to be a continuation. Uh, but it's just sort of picking up where we left off, you know, with, with some interruptions mm. in between. Right. And, uh, and it, it'll be nice to do this again. You know, it's actually nice to come out and just and, and stay out there on stage and not do the whole costume thing. And, and uh, you know, not that we don't enjoy that, but it's nice to do something different. It's nice to just be a band and, and uh, you know, with without the distractions of the video and the costumes and all the lighting, you know, to just sit up there and, and play and have people sit and listen and watch us you know, it's a, it's a different experience for the audience and, you know, hopefully a a good one, I I think, well, based on 2018 tour and the fact that we're doing it again, I I think it was, and it's also, you know, a good experience for us. You know, we enjoy that very much. I mean, we're, you know, yes, Al's a performer, but, you know, he's also a musician. He's also a writer. So, you know, that's, it's, it's good for us to do that in that context. And, uh, and and then and it's also fresh for us to come back another time and bring the costumes and the videos back. So right. we'll see.
1: Uh, we'll see when that can happen again. Now, it, this tour is extremely extensive. You mentioned twenty seven weeks, one hundred thirty three shows. This, and I think it's public knowledge, at least with listeners of our podcast, that this tour was meant to come back in 2021 and it was pushed by the pandemic. Was it initially going to be this extensive or was this just a result of having an extra year off? You guys just wanted to get back out for even longer. It's hard to say if it was going to be this extensive, but it
3: was going to be a busy year. Yeah. In fact, it was post, it was postponed twice. We were initially heading out in January. uh, And then that got sort of moved loosely to, to uh, the fall. And Which, actually, that's about the time that bands started going out. You know, so it was not a bad decision. But uh, William Morris, the booking agency, thought it would be wise, uh, just all things considered, to take it a little bit slower and kind of wait and see and let everyone, uh, you know, go out and spend their money on, on, uh, you know, the other acts that they want to see. And, uh, you know, and then by the time we come around, they're ready for us. You know, they were – so they, a year ago, were talking about – going in spring of 22 and uh
1: mm-hmm.
3: and you know hopefully that'll stick i mean you know it's you know announcing the dates is one thing and and having them go through is another i mean you know uh you know i, I hope everything goes well and uh you know and, and things don't get locked down anymore because that i think that's going to affect what we do oh totally sure yeah absolutely well it will it will affect <laughs> i don't i don't think i know i don't think yeah. i know but no i do know. <laughs>
0: All right, I have a couple more questions about potential songs that might show up on this tour. So, uh, on the ridiculously self-indulgent ill-advised vanity tour back in 2018, all of the songs that were performed were on one of Al's 14 studio albums. And of course, you know that there was a couple variations, there was the unplugged medley and then there was a version of Dare to Be Stupid which was was not on the albums but are there going to be any more or are there going to be any non-album tracks that show up on this tour
1: um
0: i
3: i don't think so um i would have to look at a song list and uh and you know what I, i i i do have a song list hang on let me see
1: let me get to it you can just send it to us, Bermuda, and we can look for you. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, can I come over there and
3: live also? Sure. And and you find sure. me, you find me a job for next year while the, while the other guys
0: are on the road. Okay, <laughs> that'd be nice. We have an opening for an intern. Yeah, we'll have to we replace our intern. Oh, uh, let's see.
3: I, I oh, okay. Sorry. All right. Let's see, word turn on the computer oh wait it's already on let's see nope not that one nope no not that one no not that one i don't think no not that oh no not that yeah i don't think uh i don't think you know what there might there might be one oh okay okay there, well, no. Uh, you mean Al's songs, right? No. Okay. Nah. Nope. Hmm. Nope. 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 So, so no. You know what? It's it's pretty. It's pretty much. I don't want to say it's the same old thing, but but a lot of it are the uh, familiar songs. Let's call them, and uh, you know, and and a lot of the covers are familiar covers, and the ones we're adding, you know, hopefully will be familiar. I mean, that's the idea: is is that people know what these songs are, and you know that it's fun for them and fun for us. So there are there are some changes and and that's about the
1: most I can tell you. Are any of the cover songs going to be covers of other Weird Al songs that are maybe parodies? Yeah. Uh, what? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just asking. Wait. Are we going to sneak any parodies into this tour? Is it all going to be originals? Oh, I well, I mean the the I I I don't know yet. Okay, we'll find out. Okay,
0: all right. A follow up to the question about uh, all the songs showing up on Al's fourteen studio albums. Is there anything that may be on Medium Rarities or another compilation album?
3: Uh, uh, let me. Oh, I have to look at what medium, what's on Medium Rarities. <laughs> no, I, I don't. You know, I, I, I barely know what's on the other fourteen albums. Uh, <laughs> I th- I think Word Crimes was on one of them. Let's see. Uh, no, 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 no. no. Mm, depends. Uh, no, no. L- uh, lousy haircut? No. Homer and Marge? No. Yeah, I I don't. Uh, hey, hey, we're the monks? No, I don't think so. <laughs> yeah, I don't uh no, I don't I don't think so. Hmm. Okay.
1: While well, you have the list open, Brumida, will you guys be covering the Dave and Ethan's two thousand inch Weird Al podcast theme song at any of the shows? I I don't know. Okay. Who well, who
3: would who would know that besides everyone that you know, all the fans that listen to your show? <laughs> <laughs> well Jim should know it. And and how much how much money do you have? <laughs> because that will we have a big tip jar and that uh you know you, you write your request on on the back of a hundred dollar bill there's two of you right that would be two hundred dollars and uh plus frank that that could sway that might sway our uh our decision no i i don't know i it's it's not on it's not in the set list so okay. i don't know okay okay i'm go- just checking
0: <laughs> and while you have the set list open another question this tour is being billed that Almost entirely, his original non-parody songs will be performed. Does non-parody songs include polkas? Is there a possibility of a polka showing wow. up in, in this tour?
3: That's, um, well, now you put me in a, in a. All right, I'll just tell you, we're just going to do all nine polkas in a row. <laughs> and, uh, wow, <laughs> it's the only song, <laughs> and we're basically doing one song and it's going to be the the, uh, ultimate, uh, the fortunate polka medley. (laughs) No, you know, we're, we're, uh, no. Okay, all right. No, no, no no polkas as far as I can
1: tell. Okay. (laughs) Okay. All right, on a personal note, what costume are you most excited about not wearing?
3: Uh, Well, me, well, first off, the band, actually me most of all, doesn't have to wear all the costumes and certainly not to the extent that Al does. Yeah. So I, uh, boy, it's, it's hard to say. Uh, I mean, in, in my situation, because I have to sit behind, uh, because I have to climb over a stool and, and I have to cross my arms when I play, I have a little bit more leeway on costumes than the guys do.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: For example, uh, for, uh, Yoda or saga and, and Yoda, uh, I don't have to wear the long coat because it's just not possible to, yeah. to manage that uh, behind the drums. So that was something, I guess we started that in 99 on, on that tour, the 2000 tour. And, and that was established early on that I wouldn't have to wear that. So, you know, I have a little bit less of a costume load. Uh, you know, I, I don't know. Um, anytime I have to put a wig on, <laughs> which is which was for CNR and Smells Like Nirvana, uh, for example. Uh, that was always a little a little tricky back in the day when I was wearing headphones, mm. a little less tricky since I went in-air about uh, five years ago. Uh, but, but uh, you know, that's always, not that I move my head around a lot, but there's always the concern that the wig will fly off and and people will then know it's me. It's not really Dave, Dave Grohl or Meg White, you know, sneaking in to do a cameo. You know that they, Oh, that's just Bermuda wearing a wig. Oh, oh my God. We thought we thought Dave Grohl was going to come in and, and play the Nirvana song. Yeah, like like Dave wants to come in and play a "Smells Like Nirvana" song. I bet he would. I bet he would. He seems to be. Oh, a fan. he's too busy. He's too busy <laughs> lecturing the American public on on the history of rock and roll. That's true.
0: <laughs> Will there be any special guests besides Emo Phillips that show up on this tour? Okay, I hope not. Uh, <laughs> no, I, I,
3: I, That's. I don't. I don't see why or or where that would happen. Uh, I mean, we're not doing anything that lends itself to a, a guest, and uh, necessarily. I mean. Well, hang on. Oh, yeah, we are. But, uh, yeah, there's that song there where that, that uh, person could come out and do something. <laughs> no, I, uh, I I don't anticipate. Uh, you know, it's always a little tricky trying to bring someone into the show. Uh, yeah, we, we had Ben Folds come up and play in Milwaukee, do uh, Why Does This Always Happen to Me, which I recall we didn't even get a chance to rehearse. That was just, that was... Oh, wow. And it was raining. That was, that was a... a not a good thing, I don't think. And you know, it's another thing to have Lin Manuel run out at Radio City Music Hall and and sing a line from Yoda and then run back. Um, again, we did not rehearse that. I swear to God that we did. Al knew, of course, but we didn't know that he was coming out. We, <laughs> wow. we saw that. We saw this guy. You know, Al goes, "Lin Manuel Miranda," and this guy comes running out from the side. It's like, what the heck is going on here? <laughs> and then this, then this guy starts sings a few and then runs back off stage, and it's like the heck was that
0: <laughs>
3: that's the guy that come we're in new york city why isn't he overwatching hamilton instead <laughs> but, uh, and anyway i guess he'd seen it probably he probably knows it right uh no I, uh, to, oh you uh, people coming up no nobody's <laughs> nobody's uh doing it not
1: that i know of nobody's scheduled you know, I mean, It always change right like i mean
3: it. we we didn't do it last time you know, on, on this, well, we re- we rarely do it at all. Like I say, there's Ben Folds and Lin-Manuel are the only times that anybody's come up to, that I can think of that has come up and been part of the show, you know, for any extent. I mean.
1: I remember Tom Lennon doing it um, on Mandatory in Vegas. Uh, I feel like he did one last tour. Really? Wow. During Yoda. Oh.
0: Yeah, yeah, I was at yeah, I was at the show in Las Vegas where Thomas Lennon came out and sang a line in Yoda. Yes, but yeah, I, oh, wow. I agree. It is pretty rare that that something like that happens. Yeah. I mean, usually but, at know. that point in the show, you know, by Yoda, I'm I've already
3: stopped paying attention. You know, it's just, you know, at, at Radio City, there's this guy like running out, you know, and I catch him out of my right eye, you know, on the right side, and it's it's like. What the, someone's coming out to stab Al, you know, or, or, or Jim or, or Steve or, or hopefully Reben. although if he was doing, if he was doing Reben, he would have, he would have probably run behind me. Right, and just you know, come up behind him, and, and uh, you know. but he went right out to the front and, and went stood next to Al, and it's like what the heck is going on? So I kind of I sort of woke up at that point in the show, and then he ran off. It's like oh, so thank God I can I can close my eyes again. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I don't I wouldn't expect to see any
0: uh, surprise people uh, up there. All right, well, speaking of Radio City Music Hall, there is another really big venue in New York City that you guys are hitting this tour, and that is Carnegie Hall. How exciting is oh, that? Oh, cool.
3: <laughs> well, you know, and of course, of course uh, and that's that's a really, really cool way to end the tour. I oh, mean, yeah. I mean, if, you know, God, God forbid, this was the very last tour for some reason, if that's the last place we ever play as a band, that would be really, really cool. And of course, everyone knows how to get to Carnegie Hall. You take the subway to Fifty Seventh Street and head west. All right. But, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be here all week.
0: And I assume that's the first time that that you guys are playing Carnegie Hall. Is that correct? It
3: is the it is the first time. Although it has been, it was scheduled. Uh, it was scheduled last year, for this year, and in fact, we were going to play there on Al's birthday. Wow. Uh, of oh. of twenty twenty one, so it was booked. Well in advance for October twenty third of twenty twenty one, and of uh, course got canceled. And I think it was sort of semi rescheduled, and then was sort of put on hold again. So now it's it's of course you know in in writing, and uh, you know barring any problems, you know we will go through, and that will be the last date of the tour. And that's that's going to be a very very cool show. Uh, I assume that's going to sell out quickly. Oh, I yeah. assume the VIP uh, program for the party for that show is probably going to sell very quickly. That's going to be a very special show. And then we're home the next day, you know, after after six grueling, wow. six months in a week, grueling uh, <laughs> uh, tour. And, uh, but, you know, uh, you know no matter how, you know, when we get to the end of every tour, you know, it's always, a, you know, everyone's a little bit tired and kind of ready to go home. And then you get home and then you immediately start missing it.
0: Right. Yeah.
3: So, but but regarding Carnegie Hall, that's not the first time that, that the subject of Carnegie Hall has come up. We were actually, and I've got it written down somewhere, but in the past, uh, uh, the the promoter in New York City wanted us to play Carnegie Hall and unfortunately because of our show and the way it was the uh, union fees would have been very high uh, to bring a show like ours in uh, to, to Carnegie Hall uh, and and uh, and we decided that it would be more merciful for everyone involved to just not you know have that kind of money spent just so we could play Carnegie Hall you know, at least not on that tour, you know, figuring we would get around to it eventually. And, and so we will, or yeah. that's the plan anyway. Yeah. But, but the, the Carnegie hall possibility had come up once or twice before. And I've got it written down uh, on which tour or tours it was. And I think for the same reason, both times, you know, just the union fees for our kind of show were just going to be prohibitive. And, uh, and it was nixed, uh, hmm. uh by Al actually. He just, he didn't want, uh, you know, he didn't want that kind of expense involved right. in the show, and not that it would come out of his pocket. I, I think, I think the promoter would have had to pay for it, and he just didn't want to do that to the promoter.
1: What a nice guy Al is!
3: Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, and 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 we get to we get to play there anyway. After all, that's awesome. And with and without all the accoutrements that that uh, would have made it so expensive before, it's now I believe just essentially a normal gig. You know, logistically. And and uh, in terms of all the fees and stuff, yet it's a very very cool uh, place to play. Like Radio City was a very very cool yeah. place to play. Yeah. Uh, so and it's kind of interesting, you know we're uh, you know we're, we're starting the tour in uh, New York State. We start in uh, Poughkeepsie. Is that how you pronounce it? Puff Poughkeepsie. Sure. And <laughs> uh, and, uh, and ending in New York City. So we're we're flying to. And I think we fly into New York City and then get a you know take an Uber to Poughkeepsie, but uh, we start in New York and end in New York, and zig and zag mercil- mercilessly uh, across the country. I mean we're in a you know we we cross back and forth many 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 times. It's just you know that it's it's literally what they call a dartboard tour. Mm. And where you just and and where you're and where Helen Keller is throwing the darts. So, <laughs> it's, so sometimes sometimes we, uh, you know, end up going into Canada for a couple of days and then coming right back out. You know, because if the dart goes too high, uh, sometimes it lands in the water and they don't count those. I guess. <laughs> okay. but, Thankfully, uh, no, if it lands, if it lands in the water, we play the nearest venue on the okay. beach. So that's how the Ham- that's how the Hampton Beach uh, gig came up. <laughs>
1: well, so let's talk about some of these venues. So obviously, Carnegie Hall is is an exciting one. Uh, for you guys to be doing. It's it's kind of reminiscent of like you said, um Radio City or maybe like, you know, the the same kind of prestige as the Grand Ole Opry or or Red Rocks. What are some other venues that you're just really excited to hit up this tour? Um well, we're back at we're
3: back at uh, the Grand Ole Opry. Actually, the 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 Grand Ole Opry now is is a different theater, but we're back at the Ryman Auditorium, which was the home of the radio show the Grand Old Opry so that's that's considered to be the Grand Old Opry venue. We're back there which is very cool my, my uh, brother and his family are out there and I've got several friends out there that come and see us um, what, 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 what do you think is it? it's it's hard for me to judge because you know I, from where I sit you know they all sort of look alike you know it's like <laughs> there's more seats in the audience or there's not but the experience for me is different obviously in, at a show that you know and in a venue than than you know the, the audience that walks through the front. And and sits in there and observes it in a different, from a different angle than I do. So I I don't know. I mean, what what do you think? What would you consider to be special venues? I mean, we are doing a lot of new venues on this tour. A lot of places we've not played before.
1: The special one for me is you guys are doing the Egg in Albany, which is one of my all-time favorite venues. And I would have never expected a Weird Al tour to go to such a relatively small venue compared to the Performing Arts Centers and the festivals you guys have done in the past. So. I love that this tour affords you to go to some new places like that. It's literally a giant cement egg uh, that you guys are going to be playing in, and the acoustics are awesome. Wow. There's not a bad seat in the house, and that's literally the second date on the tour, and it's the twenty seventh. And I don't have to get a hotel, so <laughs> it's it's just everything about it is great. <laughs> wow, yeah, that 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 would be a new venue for us. You know, the
3: the audience capacity on these venues on this tour are are just all over the place. I mean, there's some. Places. I think we're playing a place in Napa, California, which is wine country also. Uh, I think it's it's maybe an 800 seat. Wow. Now, that may be the smallest. Yeah, that that's, that's pretty small. That's that's really, you know, that's not a lot of people to, to come in. You know, I, we'll sell it out. I have no question about that. But, you know, that's that's not a lot of people when, you know, maybe a night or two later we'll be playing, you know, a 16 or an 1800 seat place. You yeah, know, There's right. some venues that are... That are twenty five hundred seaters and, and more. It's just it's really all over the place. You know, I think that that place in Napa may be the smallest. There's these uh there's something called the Caverns in uh Pelham, uh, Tennessee, which yes. is I think I think sort of near Chattanooga ish sort of a thing. And that's like I don't know what that is, but it's a thousand seater, whatever it is. And uh which is why we're doing two nights there. And we're also playing Knoxville, and we're also playing Nashville. fact we're doing two nashvilles on this tour we're we're doing nashville indiana which i'd never even heard of before (laughs) (laughs) and it's it's near uh it's near bloomington indiana okay uh you know it's it's funny we're actually on this tour we're kind of missing some some regular stops we're not playing cleveland now we're playing uh akron which is not too far from cleveland but i mean it's i i don't even know if you would consider it cleveland metro but we're not playing in cleveland which is really uh, different we're not playing in indianapolis which is really you know we almost always play hmm. indie so there's this this is a different tour for for a lot of reasons a lot of new venues yeah. a, a lot of some of the smaller venues we played and you know the last 35 years um it's it's just and and it's the longest run we're doing without a break you know this six months in one week uh is is really uh you know but it's it's the fortunate tour we're all looking
0: forward to it yeah well, I did want to talk about that, that caverns date, uh, but there also are a couple other dates I wanted to ask you about. But for that caverns date, for the research that I did, that looks like that is actually a concert hall that is underground in an actual cave system. Wow. So you will be playing underground probably for the first time ever. I uh,
3: Well, we did play the basement at this place in Atlanta back in the 90s. Yeah. <laughs> You're you're right. I uh, I want to see him back the truck up to the stage. <laughs> yeah, luckily there's no video screens. I I know nothing <laughs> about that place, but but when I saw it, and when I saw the capacity was small, and just and it's in the middle of nowhere. It's in Pelham, uh, Tennessee. And I'd never even heard of it before. I should look it up and find out yeah. what I'm getting into. I mean, maybe that'd be a good night to get a good couple of nights to get a sub and go hang with my family cash in them instead. You know, just kind of kind of relax. I think at that point in the tour, I might be ready for a little rest and relaxation. Actually, no, that's in That's in May. That's, in that's May. early in the tour. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not going to be tired yet. Yeah. You know, what's, what's ironically, by the time people see us at Carnegie Hall, we're going to be just beat. Uh, but but we're going to be excited also. Yeah. So we'll we'll uh, you know we'll I I mean we'll we'll perk up for that gig and then we'll just sleep on the plane on the way home I guess.
0: Yeah. Well, you've played between two rocks when you played over at the uh, Red Rocks Amphitheater in Morrison, Colorado. So you might as well play underneath some, right? Right. <laughs> Why, might as well. <laughs> well, yeah.
1: Yeah. No.
3: You know, it's yeah. that that will be very interesting. I I I got to look that up. I got to find out what the deal is with that. Yeah. And and hope uh, that nobody's claustrophobic. I guess. Oh, yeah,
1: yeah. Uh, There's no earthquakes or anything. Hopefully not. I mean, you
3: you can have earthquakes anywhere in this country. So I, I you know, I wouldn't put it past past uh, the geological system to have an earthquake when we're there. When you happen to be there. <laughs> just just for us, just for the occasion. Uh, got two nights. Two nights to to get that you know right. <laughs>
0: There's more than just tour stops in Tennessee, but there's another one in Tennessee that that actually st- stuck out to me. The Graceland Sound Stage, you're playing at Graceland. That is pretty cool as an Elvis fan. A,
3: you know, I I don't know if that's actually at Graceland or if that's just the name of the venue. Uh, sort of like sort of like, you know, one, 1 hour cleaners is usually just the name of the place that does cleaning in in a week. <laughs> they just they just call it 1 hour doesn't mean you can come back in an hour. Uh, I you know I haven't looked that up either.
0: Yeah, from what I could tell, it's it's either on the Graceland property or like right next to it. So you're pretty much going to be at Graceland. That's for cool. That, one.
3: that that would be cool. You know what? We've not been to Graceland. We were there as a band with the band Berlin. I might add Terry Nunn in Berlin in uh, like 1985. We did some kind of a of a festival in Memphis and had a day off. I guess the day after. And, and we're still there, and maybe it was even that afternoon, and we went there with them, and that's the first time I'd ever been in in Graceland. Then I went with my wife sometime later on, hmm. but uh, that was pretty cool. So that'd be nice if we can get back there and not have to pay the admission fee. That'd be really. <laughs> but if it's, I guess if it's if it's next to Graceland, we can just jump the fence, and uh, <laughs> it, it, it'll be the same thing. Pop over,
0: yeah. <laughs> So there were some other dates, you know, you mentioned the Ryman Auditorium in Nashville. Um, you're going to be playing three nights in Las Vegas at the Venetian. And this, this is also a pretty cool venue to, I think, that to be playing at. The Kennedy Center in Washington, D.C., near the end of the tour as well.
3: Ooh, that's exciting. Now, you know more about <laughs> yeah. this tour than I do. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 hadn't, I know we were playing Washington, D.C. I hadn't really paid attention to where we're playing. That's, that's uh, Wow. See now that would be the place to do the strings attached tour, so the National Symphony could play with us there instead of uh, Wolf Trap. Yeah, because uh, that's that would be like yeah. it. wow. I wonder if that's where they do the Kennedy Center Honors. I wonder.
1: <laughs> no, you know what? That's no, I, no. That's
3: probably just the name of the ceremony. Yeah, that's true. They 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 do it at uh, at some other theater. They do it at some club. <laughs> the Kennedy Center hours at the Nine Twenty One Club.
0: Huh. Well, this is the concert hall at the Kennedy Center, yep.
1: That's Well, that's, that's very cool. I noticed you guys are going to be in Greenville, South Carolina on a very special date, August 18th. What can you tell us about that show? Oh, that's when we play Greenville. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm, I'm
3: excited to be playing Greenville because, because you know why? Because I get to see an old buddy of mine who just moved uh, not far away. And uh, hadn't seen him in a couple of years. And I get to see him and, and uh, maybe stop by his new home. That's going to be very cool. And also, <laughs> I feel like August 18th rings a bell for some reason. Well, it's it's the late Johnny Carson's birthday. Oh, okay. I miss him a lot. Yeah, <laughs> I miss him a lot. And that's, you know, that's funny. That date, every, you know, whenever we're on tour, which is usually over the summer, that date, the guys in the band always pull some shtick on me. And I don't know <laughs> what the deal is. It's like they have some agreement to... To do something silly for me, you know, they show up with a cake before the show, and, and you know, make me blow out candles, and, and it's very humiliating. And then, and then Al usually says something to the audience that night too, and then the band launches into a little song, and it's just like, God, did you guys knock it off already? Every year, same thing. Same, always same that stick, date. Always that date. Yeah. So I don't know. Huh. I, oh! Oh! Right! Oh, it's my birthday. Oh! Okay. Oh, thank you for remembering. Aww. Oh, that's very nice. <laughs> you know, it's I, I have a uh, I have a database, uh, Microsoft Access. Thank you, with every gig that I've done, you know, local and with Al and and whatever, I have one for my recording sessions. I have one for the videos we've shot, and and in the the uh, one of my uh, we used to call them snapshots. I, I forget one of the filtered list things is of dates i've done on my birthday Hmm. you know what what dates have you know eight slash one eight in them and uh uh so i have a list of all the and and i've done about 30 gigs on my birthday a lot of them with al wow but a lot of local you know sub local gigs as well but i have the same kind of a thing you know new year's eve gigs things like that but it's just interesting to look at at the uh, database with, uh, with the birthdays. If you're interested, I can call it up. I'm curious, yeah. Of course you are. Birthday gigs. Oh, okay. Oh, there's 19 of them. Sorry. 19, including the upcoming Greenville gig. So It's still really impressive. <laughs> 17, 17 of them, actually, were playing with Al. Wow. 84, 85, 87, 94, 96, uh, 97, 99, and 2000. 2004, 2007, 2008, 2010, 12, 15, 16, 19. Uh, and, uh, oh, somehow in 2018, we escaped it. Oh, that's right. We were on tour earlier that year. And then the yep. upcoming gig uh, in 2022. So it, it'll be a total of 19, 17 gigs out of 19 that I've done with Al on my birthday. And 17 times they've humiliated me. <laughs> now, the, the tours very often uh have have uh ended before Al's birthday so we don't get too many chances to to humiliate him but there've been a few and uh and uh, there will be uh let's see where will we be this October 23rd we will be in Raleigh North Carolina so Al if you're listening and I know you are cuz he checks up and to see what I'm saying uh <laughs> You know, don't don't worry. We won't we won't do anything that night. Wink, not doing wink. anything.
1: <laughs> wink,
3: wink. Good thing this is not on Zoom. Uh, don't worry. It will be a normal show. Uh, yeah, we'll start planning now.
0: Bermuda. I know you really haven't studied the the list of cities and venues that you're going to. But are there any that? Let's say if somebody were just going to pick one concert to travel to out of their normal um you know their local concert is there any that you would recommend that they check out either because you really like that venue or you like that area of the country that you'll be visiting
3: well i mean carnegie hall is obviously a very special venue uh not the kind of venue you, you would normally expect to see a rock band much less you know uh al <laughs> uh but but well no i mean you know to to come in and, and you know to, at, at you know there were there was a time when we were considered a novelty band and uh you know it's it's nice that we've risen up the ranks you know uh in fact that's if if you don't want to do that Carnegie Hall, I think there's another Carnegie Hall in Pittsburgh yeah. <laughs> uh, that we're that we're playing just a few nights before, so you can see us at, at uh, that's Carnegie Music Hall. I see that's the that's a, you know, the But, but uh, yeah, I think uh, I, I think uh, Carnegie Hall in New York City would be the gig. I think if there's any gig that's going to sell out quickly yeah. and VIP that's going to sell out quickly, I think it's I think it's that one uh that that would be the cool show but this caverns thing sounds you know if you're anywhere sort of in the mid-south uh that sounds like it could be kind of an interesting sort of a gig i got to look that up and the graceland gig too that you mentioned yeah you know could be kind of cool um yeah yeah i don't know uh honestly i I think the standout gig on this tour is going to be carnegie hall
1: you're saving it for the last one yep yep And,
3: and again, you know, I mean, hopefully not, it's certainly not our plan, but if for some reason that should end up being the last gig we ever do, that's, that's a heck of a way to go out.
1: Well, I hope that's not the case.
3: (laughs) As opposed to the caverns, you know, down in some cave. (laughs) Or in Napa. Weird Al's last show in front of 800 people right. in a small theater in the little sleepy town of Napa, California. <laughs> this is how it ends. But Carnegie Hall—that's a different. Day. Yeah, that's. <laughs> so, anyway, we're we're really looking forward to this tour, and uh, it's going to be a lot of fun for the fans. It's going to be a lot of fun for us, and uh, we'll we'll uh, you know it's it's a lengthy tour. It's six you know six months and a week. Uh, 27 weeks, did I say that? And uh, we'll we'll try to stay awake
1: through the whole thing. <laughs> Good. <laughs> well, I'm really curious. I mean, obviously Dave and I and, and other uh, collectors listening are very excited uh, with any tour to see what kind of merchandise is going to be making an appearance. Do you have any insight you can share with us on um, potential merchandise? Uh,
3: you know, there'll, there'll be, I, I imagine the usual t-shirts, uh, you know, maybe a, uh, uh, a bag you know a carry bag kind of a thing a grocery bag type of a thing mm-hmm. maybe there'll be some pins maybe there'll be some decals you know this would be you know i think even in 2022 regardless how things go with covid if, if everything goes, goes great i think weird owl masks would be you know a hot seller oh yeah um uh, but i i don't have any you know hats you know things like that but i don't have anything any other lead on on what's going on um hmm. that's actually speaking of hats that's actually our our uh, tour manager, Melissa King, is also the merchandise manager. In fact, she started out doing merch with us back in 2006 or seven, I guess. And uh, so she wears a lot of hats on this tour. <laughs> and, and I'm sure at this point with the tour, you know, literally about four months away, uh, I'm sure she's well into discussions about, you know, with, with Al and with Jay and, and uh, the merchandising companies, you know, with, with what we're going to get because mm-hmm. you got to get that stuff going. And, yeah. And uh, you know, have have it delivered so we can start out with stuff on the road. But as far as what it's going to be, I, I'm sure some of the usual stuff. I, I, I imagine there'll be another T-shirt similar to the first one with the uh, the fortunate <laughs> uh, ill-advised uh, whatever you know, with, with the current tourist title on it. You know, uh, I you know, I I don't know. I don't uh, I, honestly. I see that stuff at the first gig.
0: This is the first time that maybe a lot of people may be coming out to uh, to see a, a rock concert or to see any kind of, you know, group or any kind of, you know, show with you know, a large, you know, audience. This may be the first time that some people are coming out. And um, I just want to know your thoughts on, you know, what kind of, uh, you know, safety requirements are there? You know, for you guys traveling as a band, how are you staying safe while you're out on the road for six months, for 27 weeks?
3: Well, I, I think, you know, uh, uh, after show guests, for example, I think that's going to be limited if if it happens at all. Honestly, I, I'm not sure how Al's going to pull off the VIP thing. I mean, he'll be putting himself in, in close proximity with, you know, a, a lot of people five nights a week for, for six months and a week. Uh, so I don't... I, I don't know, uh, you know, masks, hazmat suits. I I don't know. You know, we're gonna obviously we we need to be careful. Yeah. Uh, we're gonna be uh, our crew. You know, we interface with our crew. They interface with a local crew, different local crew. You know, five days a week, six days a week sometimes, uh, different crews, and it's you know hopefully these venues and and the local crews will be following protocol so that nobody catches anything it's it's uh it's a tough time well that's why everyone hasn't been touring for the last year and a half uh you know but but to go out and do it and manage that i think it kind of remains to be seen uh there are groups out doing it now and the way they do it is for the most part they're kind of they're in a bubble and they do not see uh people from outside of that bubble Yep. Yeah. and and i think to an extent you know, other other than however the VIP thing is going to be pulled off, I think to an extent that's how we're going to operate. And and people are already asking me, of course, for after-show passes. Oh, we're going to buy tickets, but can we come see you after the show? I said, well, it's, you know, but, but probably not. You know, I certainly don't want to promise at this point. It's it's going to be limited if it happens at all. And, uh, you know, I, I might, if there's a way to say hi earlier, you know, uh, away from everyone else, I can do that. But... Um, you know, as far as bringing you back and, and, you know, saying hi and taking pictures and saying hi to Al and all that, I'm not quite sure it's not, it's not going to be the same. I can tell you that it's going to be, it will Mm. be limited again, if, if it really happens at all. Uh, so we're, we're going to be very careful. I mean, obviously, you know, we each have to, uh, maintain our distance and take some precautions, you know, when we're out, I mean, we can't completely isolate from everyone in the world for six months. That's just not possible, but you know, we're going to be more careful when we do. So masks and gloves and, and, you know, stuff like that. Uh, We may be taking regular tests. I don't know. Uh, You know, it it sort of remains to be seen. Um, You know, I know if if we're doing the tests, I want to stick some swabs up Ruben's nose. So I I will personally, that's going to be my mission is to make sure Ruben is COVID free. Uh, Sometimes I understand
1: several tests a day is a good idea. (laughs) Maybe part of the VIP experience could be shoving Q-tips up Ruben's nose. That would be kind of interesting. I'd pay more for that. I was going to do that anyway. I mean, he doesn't even have to be there. Uh, I
3: I was... Let's say, Ruben. the The VIP is starting right now. Come here, you know, just like on the on the bus or something. It's, come here. I got got your uh, got your Q-tips. Got your got your uh, the, the long the long ones, not yeah. not, the, not the regular, not the ones we use at home, but the ones on like the eight-inch stick. Oh yeah, just shove a drumstick up there. <laughs> Yeah, well, I don't know if I'd waste my sticks on revenge. Uh, <laughs> and and then and then what am I supposed to do with the stick after that? That's then true. it's useless. So, <laughs> right, right. You you don't want that. And honestly, those those uh, swabs are are less expensive. So it's true. You know, I'll stick with the swabs. And uh, and who knows? We might you know we may even learn something. But more than that, I think that would be enjoyable uh, for me to do that to him.
1: I think one question that has been sort of floating around between Dave and I and the other super collector fans is the VIP posters. Are we going to see a return of a different VIP poster per city, or are we going to go back to, you know, one VIP poster for the whole tour? Ooh, I, I don't know
3: the answer to that, but that would be really cool. There, there were some really, really well done uh, posters. Uh, I particularly like the poster from Little Rock, which has me and Al from The Tomorrow Show on it. yeah. I I was able to snag an extra one of those, and I framed that. Oh, how cool! Uh, have have that up on my wall. Uh, nice. Much to my wife's chagrin, which was from <laughs> ear to ear. But uh... <laughs> and yeah, I mean, there's more pictures. There's more stuff on our walls of like Al and and you know music stuff than there is of us. Right. So. <laughs> But, you know, I, I have more gold and platinum albums with Al than I do with my wife. So That's true. <laughs>
1: that's, that's,
3: that's exactly it. You know, if, if any of my other bands uh, had a platinum album or a gold
1: album or an album, I would certainly <laughs> hang that on the wall as well. Well, we need to stop right there, but don't worry. We'll be back next week with the exciting, riveting conclusion to our interview with the legendary John Bermuda Schwartz.
0: Oh, and next week promises to be a lot of fun. Bermuda reveals an exciting new weird owl-related project that he's working on. And he also gives us a little behind-the-scenes look at a secret project that he worked on way back in the 1990s. Oh, Oh, hey! That's the 347
1: Spatula Hotline! We must have a message! The 347 Spatula Hotline, the official hotline of Dave and Ethan's 2000-inch Weird Al podcast, is sponsored by Angel Valenzuela and David Cash, two amazing Weird Al fans and longtime podcast supporters.
0: All right, it's time for our intern, Frank, to play that message. Hey, guys, this is Dan Rossi. Just wanted to see if there was any way I could send you guys a picture of my Reuben tattoo on my... (gasps) Thanks. Wait, is that the real Dan Rossi? Yeah, huh. So Dan Rossi really does exist. Well, of course he does. Dave, I told you he did. He's a friend of mine from when I was in college. Oh, I just figured you were covering for our no good rotten intern Frank from the interview with Ruben Valtier we played last week. Well, good luck with that Ruben tattoo, Dan. Yeah, Dan, thanks for calling in. Well, it's December now, and Ethan, you know what that means. It means that paul is dying oh no that's terrible yes you see paul got
1: trapped beneath the ice on christmas eve um wait it's only december 8th christmas eve won't be for another few weeks yet well don't mind that while trapped beneath the ice paul revisits the events of his past and the ghosts of those who haunt him
0: Oh, I get it now. You're reading The Ruins of Our Past by Sebastian Shepard. Of course! It's an annual holiday tradition! After watching
1: Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer and Frosty the Snowman, I sit down with a nice warm cup of root beer and sit by the fireplace and read the holiday classic The Ruins of Our Past
0: by Sebastian Shepard. Wait, Ethan, you don't have a fireplace. I never said it was my house. Okay, okay. I love this tradition. And of course, I love The Ruins of Our Past by Sebastian Shepard. Now, Ethan, I know that you and I have multiple copies of this book lying around the house already, but on the off chance that our great listeners don't have it yet, where can they pick it up? I'm so glad you asked. They can
1: pick it up at Amazon and by visiting wolfinwool.com. It makes a great Christmas
0: gift. So head right on over to wolfinwool.com and be sure to follow at SEB underscore SHEP on TikTok.
1: This week's episode is brought to you in part by Discover Darwin, promoting tourism in Darwin, Minnesota. Not only is historic Darwin, Minnesota uh, beautiful, it's also fishy. Darwin, Minnesota is home to Fuyu Outdoors. Fuyu Outdoors designs and manufactures high-quality,
0: well-engineered, and rugged UTV accessories. Fuyu Outdoors carries UTV toppers, UTV topper accessories, and UTV fish houses.
1: Dave, I know it's been a couple of weeks, and I probably could have Googled it, but what's a UTV?
0: I'm glad that you asked. A UTV is a utility terrain vehicle. Oh, so like an ATV. Oh, no, no, no. ATVs and UTVs are different vehicles. They serve different purposes. What? How so? Well, an ATV, or an all-terrain vehicle, is also known as a quad or a four-wheeler, and is meant for single riders. A UTV, also known as a utility task vehicle, tends to be, dare I say, beefier and allows for side-by-side riding. But they'll both get you from point A to point B, right? I mean, they sound pretty similar, Dave. Well, yeah, I guess so. But a UTV starts with the letter U, and an ATV starts with the letter A. Oh, why didn't you just say so? So visit Darwin, Minnesota on your next outdoor expedition. Discover Darwin more than just the twine ball. And after you visit Darwin, Minnesota, be sure to visit discoverdarwin.biz each week we're able to bring you our podcast
1: absolutely free thanks to our sponsors burrito burrito discover darwin jackson scoggins david granite wolf
0: and wool.com and angel valenzuela and david cash and thanks to all of our amazing close personal friend patreon supporters uh jeff zeb allison scott Blair, Adriana, Frank from the Bank, Kenneth, Jared, Jake, and Javier, and thanks to Calvin and everyone else in our pretty stinking majestic Patreon family. If you enjoy our family-friendly weekly Weird
1: Al podcast, please consider supporting us at patreon.com slash 2000inch Or by picking up some pretty stinking majestic, official Dave and Ethan's 2000-inch Weird Al podcast merchandise. You gotta make sure you got your Dave and Ethan's 2000-inch Weird Al podcast gear for the brand new Weird Al tour in 2022. How else will people know that you're cool? You can go Christmas shopping and more by heading over to shop.2000inch.com.
0: And grab your copies of Black and White and Weird all over and check out our special bonus episode book series where author John Bermuda Schwartz walks us through the book page by page and picture by picture. Our intern Frank tells us he's very busy working on the final two episodes. That's right. I said final two episodes and we'll post them on Patreon as soon as possible. Remember, our Patreon family gets to hear all bonus episodes early, so that's a great reason to join if you have not already. We love hearing from our listeners and other Weird Al fans, so
1: join our Facebook community and post about Weird Al by visiting group.2000inch.com. And we also love it when we receive voicemail via our official 27-hour-a-day podcast hotline, 347 Spatula. You might even hear your message in a future
0: episode. For everything about our podcast, including incredible past episodes and guests, be sure to visit WeirdAlPodcast.com or 2000inch.com and keep up on new episodes, podcast news, and events by following at 2000inch on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And thank you for subscribing and leaving reviews on your favorite podcast app. There are many great reasons to subscribe to the podcast. Not only does it help us, But you never know when we might drop some breaking headline news. Thank you once again to
1: our guest, John Bermuda Schwartz. Also, thank you to Mike Minnick and the real Dan Rossi. Thank you to the Grammy Award winning Jim Kimo West for our incredible podcast theme song. And thank you to Weird Al Yankovic, as this podcast probably would not exist without him. And a big thanks to all of you, our listeners, subscribers, Patreon supporters and sponsors, and everyone else who makes our podcast possible.
0: Thank you for choosing Dave and Ethan's 2000-Inch Weird Al podcast. And until next time, remember to gill and chill.
1: And remember to tune in next week for the exciting, riveting,
0: bone-chilling conclusion
1: to our interview with John Bermuda Schwartz, where we continue our talk about the brand new tour, and he shares some exciting news on an upcoming Weird Al-related project.
0: And to every one of our listeners out there who are planning to buy tickets to the unfortunate return of the ridiculously self-indulgent, ill-advised vanity tour this coming Friday, from all of us here at Dave and Ethan's 2000 Weird Al podcast, Good luck. <laughs> That was Dave and Ethan's 2,000 Inch Weird Out podcast, episode 136 Inch. The podcast with more journalistic integrity than
1: Rolling Stone. Ooh,
2: 27. Dun, 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 dun.